Hi guys, I'm Yarel Ramos. And I'm Jessica Molina. So we all have those weight hold-up moments in life, those times where our perspective shifts and our hustle changes as a result. Each week, tune in as we chat with a new guest who's on their grind and learn the pivotal moments that shape their journey. You're listening to Weight Hold Up. Hey everybody! Welcome back to Weight Holds Up. Today on Weight Holds Up, we have Amelia Cueva. Amelia is the owner of A and I Music Entertainment, where she handles music publishing, is a business manager and music consultant. After working for a music publisher for ten and a half years, she took the risk of starting her own company. Here, we're going to learn the weight holds up moment that led to her breaking out on her own and the obstacles she's overcome along the way. Amelia, thank you for joining us. Hi, guys. I don't. I feel like that as as much of a bio that we can have for her. This woman is like a complete badass in the Latin music field, and um, like she mentioned right now, every year she's like publisher of the year. Bomb. So she's a really big deal, ladies and gentlemen. Wait, can <laughs> we can we just learn like um, how many years you've been pub- music publisher of the year? Um, well, I've been in my own business five years, three. Oh. That's a that's a really good batting average. Right. That's I a mean, bomb is, ass yeah. batting average. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Three out of the five just because um, Sony ATV acquired Nikki Jam and beat us by one song. But we're going to beat them this <laughs> time. Okay. Nikki Jam, we're coming for you, buddy. We're I know, right? Exactly. So... Like I like I mentioned in the introduction, after ten and a half years, you left a company that I'm sure you felt really comfortable at. And was that the first company that you worked with when you got into the music industry? Yes. Okay. I I've told this story before that I landed in this business by accident. Oh wow. Yeah. I thought music publishing was they published music books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I, w- I went to school and got a degree in broadcast journalism and did that for a while and didn't have a life. But uh, so I quit and I was going to go to Europe. And then I caught a cold. I'm giving you the, the short version. Okay. And um, um, my sister's friend or a mutual friend uh, had this, kn- knew this guy that was very important music, um, Latin music publisher. And she called my sister, who's an actress, and said, this guy's looking for his right hand. My sister said, "I don't do that. I'm an actress." Hello. So she, so, so she gave him, she gave him my number. She gave her my number, and she called me like ten times a day. So I finally called the guy and said, "I don't even want this job. Like, I'll just do it just to get her off my, my, my back." Mm-hmm. And I went and I sat there. The guy never looked at me once. He was just looking at the wall, and uh, he loved me. He said I was overqualified, and I didn't even ask what the hell do you do? Right. Because I was thinking, I don't care. I don't care if you sweep the floor. I don't Europe. care. I'm going, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm going to Europe for a month. See you later. So then he told me that uh, that he was going to call me in a week. And I said, I'll be in Europe in a week. But okay, call me. And he called me because I had a uh, car accident and I never left. Oh so I gosh. went. Wow. And I am. it's really hard for me to say no. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's a problem a lot of women have. Right. Yeah. We say yes to everything. It's like, yes, 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 I'll well, be there. Well, I mean, I'll do that. you know, uh, not to everything, but when it comes to business. Yeah. And then I like to learn. I have to learn. I get bored easily. So I have to be challenged. 
I mean, I know that's part of my personality. I have to be challenged regardless of what I'm doing. Even on a personal matter, I have to be challenged or I get bored. So anyways, I went to this, to the second interview and he said, well, why don't we do this? Why don't I hire you for three months and see if you're who I need and see if you can put up with me? Well, hello. You don't say that to me. Right. Challenge so, accepted. Yes. Yeah. So he challenged me and I said, okay, so I worked for him for 10 and a half years. And that is breaking my record. I had never been in a company for 10 and a half years. I mean, I saw his kids from middle school to graduate from college. I mean, it was just too much. So but, then what moment happened that led you to be like, I'm out? Yeah, well, what was it that you were like, I'm done here? There were a lot of things. I, Anything I do, I try to learn the A's and the Z's of it. I learned how to do everything that every employee did mm -hmm. and so I got good at it at the second year I became general manager and, and I remember I don't I didn't even know what music publishing was so by the seventh year um, I felt really frustrated mm. like I can do things with I was giving it a hundred percent like always but I was bored I, I was like okay well, let's do this I had really great idea so I thought and he was like Okay, so then I would go to music conventions and then learn what the American side of it was because this was a music, uh, Latin music publisher. And I would be like, they're doing this, let's do this. Uh, I'll think about it. Oh, man. So for me, that was very, very frustrating. And then he was an older man and we were a young team and so we wanted to do things and then he would stop us. And that got really frustrated. So at the eighth year, I was miserable. Mm. Like I would just go do my thing, not motivated, and that was totally not me. Mm -hmm. It does something right to your spirit when it when you hit that mark of like uh, I'm just not feeling it anymore, and, and also I just when don't. Your like ideas this. are shut down. Yeah. Yes. How did how did it feel like? Because you know, as we know, the Latin music space is still dominated by men, very macho men, um, machistas. In yeah. Now. Um, but you've always carried yourself so well. I feel like, you know, it's she has such a great reputation in like the Latin music space. And there must have been something like what was the what, what is the clue throughout all those years for you to work with all these men and keep your cool? What was it? Well, it's still hard. I've been in the business for 17 years and it's and it has it is hard. Uh, I don't care what people say. Uh, it is a machista business yeah. and it's a very machista environment even the people that uh, i have most of my clients live in mexico but even the people that you deal with here in the big companies they they're like oh she's a woman she must she probably slept with someone oh to be God. at this I position or, or they have this little phrase that really bothers me and i have addressed this many times quien la trae oh my god who, 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 who is she no, no 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 who is she with and that really bothers me because uh, I, I've been in 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 um, in hangouts or or with other people, and they're like, "Oh, who 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 is she with?" Addressing other women, and I get so offended because it's such a machista environment that when you when when you're doing good, you probably slept with a yeah. big shot. Yeah. Or, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. But and I understand. I understand because a lot of the women do that right. so for all of those that do that we get a bad name mm -hmm. right but 
it's it hasn't been easy it hasn't been easy being in a machista environment but th- th- there's two things you're either easily controlled or you do your thing and you do it well or you do it three times as good to compete with the men that do it half-assed mm-hmm. right. yeah yeah they do it half ass, but but if they do it half ass, they're badass. Oh my god, he's such a badass. But if you do it as good as them or more, you're a bitch. Yeah. Oh, watch out, she's a, a bitch. Diva. Oh, oh no, cuidado con esta. Like, be careful with this one because she's a bitch. And uh, and I mean, you mentioned that too. That that I think is always really important because we've been talking and hearing so much about it with like what happens to women that come into these fields where these powerful men, you know, like, I don't know if also that happened, ha- that you've, uh, you've ever seen that or, or it happened to you where like you felt like, oh my God, I'm going to have to go that route. I'm going to have to sleep with this guy. I'm going to have to hang out with this guy. I'm going to have has, did you ever see that? Did that ever happen to you? I had offers, plenty wow. of offers. Like I uh, put a house where choose where you want to live. I mean, I have them all the time, wow. all the time. And I am really offended and I have no problem telling them off. I think that's one of my survival uh, techniques in this business that I am outspoken, not disrespectful, but I'm outspoken. People know, like I I have clients that have come to me and said, hey, so-and-so said he's interested in you or he sent you a little message. And I'm like, what can he tell me? And then they tell them, oh, no, watch out with her. Yeah. My clients already say that. Oh, no, watch out with her. Because in this business, either they trust you and you become family and they respect you, which I think that's where I'm at, and they recommend me, or they talk bad about you and uh, mouth, uh, bad mouth you to bring you down. Mm-hmm. But I am at that point where I think I... I got their respect. Do you find that the people who are maybe doing the bad mouthing, does that tend to be more of the men or the women who think of you as their competition? Oh, women for sure. Women Mm. for sure. (laughs) In every business, I'm sorry to say, but it's true. You know, there's not a lot of support from the women. Yeah. And we talk a lot about this. Yeah. They're not happy for your success. I had so many... uh, bad mouth me and it gets to me sometimes you know you just have to not pay attention but it does get to you and you're like what we're supposed to be together and team up because we already have these machistas against us um and we should be together no they, they they're part of the problem they're part of the problem now i'm not like that i'm not saying i'm perfect and they're wrong i i'm happy for for I like competition. Com- I think competition makes you better. Keeps yeah. you on your toes. Yeah, and I and I'm happy to support women. I support women. I especially my friends. Even if they're competition, they're like, "Go do this. If I can help you, let's do this." But that's not very common in women. I think insecurity kicks in. Right, and also just the fact that. We look at a boardroom and it's nine men and once uh, it, it seems like there's only one spot for a woman. So it feels like we're all vying for that one spot when we need to change the game and say, well, if there's 10 spots, why can't all 10 be for us? Why does it have to be, you know, that we are saying that it's only can be one of us? Yeah. Well, 
I think if we start seeing it as competition, even mm-hmm. with men, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I work from home. Yeah. I have my office from home. And um, I try to stay there because the less I know of the gossip and what's going on, the mm-hmm. better, you know. And I, I don't see, like, we sh- should see each other, even men, as competition. It's like work hard. Work hard and things are going to come up. I'm sorry, dude. If you feel offended, if you feel less than me because I'm working 150% more than you and things are showing up, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. Right. I'm working my butt off to do this and people respect you for that. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's, you can't win this situation. So you have to just, Head down, do your work, and yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I don't see anybody as competition like, oh, I'm going to be better so I can get this person out of of business. No. There's room for everybody. But definitely going back to your question, it's being in a company for 10 and a half years, it was comfortable getting a paycheck every two weeks, uh, have health insurance, and like I said, like we were talking, something happens, it's the boss's responsibility. Right. And now everything's on me. I'm the owner of the company. Uh, everything has to be done right. Um, one of my employees doesn't do something. I'm responsible. So having your own business, being a woman, mm-hmm. um, a Latina woman yeah. in this business, and getting your spot and getting and being respected by all these men, trust me, it has cost me. So that weight holds up moment for you when you decided that you wanted to leave this company. So what was the moment that you said, I'm going to actually start my own thing rather than join with another publisher or move on to a different company? Because you didn't leave to start your own company, right? You just, you f- at first you left to like, okay, I'm done with this chapter in my life. But then it was a series of events that led you to like, ah, maybe this is what I want to do. Well, no, I knew that I was good at what I, mm-hmm. what I did because I was making millions for this guy, right? I knew, I knew I got this. I mm-hmm. knew how to do things from A to Z. I got this. But I left and I said, I need some time off. So uh, when I got back on the 10th day, when I was at the airport, I had a message on my phone. And it was my first client. I didn't know who he was. But he said, I was looking for you. Somebody was rec- recommended you. And I said, I'm sorry, I don't work at that company. Well, that's why I'm looking for you. Because I've heard you're the best. I'm like, huh? Wow. Me? Puny little me? <laughs> Seriously, you get that thing. You, I was an employee right. for somebody who was badass. Mm-hmm. But then again, I sat back and I thought, well, yeah, he was pretty badass, but I was running his company. Right. He didn't even have to be there. Right. So it kind of came by, by accident, a surprise, mm-hmm. and I called him back. He hired me through the phone. Wow. That's amazing. And you still work with him to this day, right? He's, so that's like, he's, he's my best uh, client. That's um, amazing. Amelia, you mentioned right now um, your mom. You know, your mom telling you like, hey, take some time off. Like you're working too much. But what do you do on a personal level to like disconnect? How do you try to keep balance with all the aspects of your life? Personal, friends, business. Or do you find it hard to find those moments of like, wait, hold up, let me disconnect, put my phone down and go to the beach? 
Oh, no, I find it very hard. Yeah? Yeah. That's part of my personality. I'm just a workaholic. I've always been, always been since the first job that I had. Uh, I'm a workaholic. So, and having your office at home. I can't imagine how you guys do it for real. It's like, oh, wait a minute. You you don't turn off. It's midnight and Mm. I'm like, oh my God, here I am working. Yeah, you don't turn off. You just don't. And then you remember, oh, wait a minute, I have to do this. No, I'm just going to go sit there. And then it's one o'clock in the morning and you're still in the computer and you're like, eh. Uh So it's hard. It's hard to disconnect. It's hard, but I'm, I'm really trying to do, to try to make time for myself. Yeah, I think sustainability as an entrepreneur, as a businesswoman is really important. You want to, you know, I always say I'm not a part of team no sleep. I'm a part of team (laughs) give me sleep because even Ariane Huffington wrote the book about it. Like you have to take some time, you have to sleep, you have to self-care and maintain because ultimately you're at your best when you've taken care of yourself. And I think that it's hard for business people and it's hard for women as well to step away because like you said when your male counterpart is done for the day that's when you've got to put in an extra four hours because you're constantly doing that I've got to catch up I've got to just do 150 percent of the the 50 percent of effort that you're putting out there Amelia you also do a lot of things um you know I've I've known you for a, a long time and I always feel like you're always trying to help other people always trying to do something for others um with the political climate that we live in right now, um, which is a very interesting one, right? <laughs> um, That's a word for it. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> has there been, I mean, and I go back to the title of the podcast a lot, wait, hold up. What has, what has it been this year for you that you are like, wait, what's going on? I've got to get involved with what's going on politically, socially, because it's really affecting me. Well, I mean, as a Latina woman, that that was undocumented at one point when I was a kid and my parents too. I mean, it hits home. It is, I take it personal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whatever, everything that's happening is, you have to take it personal. You have to take it personal. It, many, many people in this country and our Latinos have this mentality that if it doesn't happen in my backyard, it doesn't affect me. I don't care. Yeah, we saw that with the with the election, the fact that even Latinos were voting for him. Right. Mm-hmm. And even, or, or it's better to watch the novella instead of going after work and vote. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, because it doesn't matter. Anything, everything. My vote matter. doesn't count. My right? vote so, yeah. doesn't count. Yeah. Three million people say that. There's go, there, there goes three million votes. We have to take it personal. We have to get involved because this, the, these are our people. It could be us. Yeah. But forget it. It's not us. We're lucky, you know, we're, we're U.S. citizens, yes, but we have uncles, we have family, we have neighbors, we have neighbors everybody. Now, if you don't care, even if, they're, if, if it's not affecting Latinos, if you don't care, then you don't care about humanity. Right. You don't care to leave a, a better place for the kids. I mean, the way it's, it's going, it is so scary. It is so scary. So we have... A clown in office, that's my opinion, in cl- a clown in office who thinks he's still in that show where he can fire mm-hmm. if, uh, someone. Look at all the firing that he has done. Why? Because they don't think the same as him. So it's very dangerous. So if you don't get involved, don't complain. But I care. I don't have kids, but I have 12 nieces and nephews that I love. And I'm sorry, if you guys don't care if 
this is going to go to hell. I care right. because of my kid, of my babies, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we really have to get involved. Definitely. Yeah, I think. Um, and, and also, I feel like in part, whether it's something direct, like calling or petitioning or whatever, I also think that there's a way that, you know, you being a successful Latina is also a form of resistance because you Absolutely. are saying that, hey, I came to this country and I was undocumented and I'm someone that you would have thrown out immediately and now look at what I've been able to create here and look at the many lives I've been able to Mm -hmm. to impact and and people who I've also been able to help with their own livelihoods and whatever but that may mean by paying taxes and all of this stuff so this is the American dream this is exactly what we say that we offer people and I'm a I'm a representative of that right I think everybody deserves an opportunity yeah Everyone who wants an opportunity, this country gives it to you. But we have to be out there and be uh, proactive. Yeah. I, have, I have family members, not immediate ones, but <laughs> I have family members that sit there and have been in the country for 20 years and they're still legal residents. They have not become uh, U.S. citizens. They're like, Ay, pa qué? why should I do it? No, there's no difference. Um, they don't get involved in the kids' lives. The kids are sitting at 8 o'clock watching novelas instead of doing, uh, getting into the books. You know, we, we as adults have a responsibility. Right. So uh, when Jarel uh, was asking me, do I do I ever go and speak? Yes, even to little groups or when we go to the orphanages, I tell them the story because uh, my dad's story and my mom's story and my story because many of these kids are sitting at home with these kind of parents that are sitting there watching the novella, drinking their beer and being very mean and derogatory to the kids. Yeah. Eres un pendejo. Mm-hmm. Dad, I want to do this. I want to play sports. Yeah, I want okay. to do Tú no vas a hacer nada. Eres un pendejo. So at households, you kill their self-esteem. Right. So when they hear somebody that they can identify with, yes, I was here undocumented when I was a kid. My parents got caught many times. Uh, they were undocumented. They didn't speak English, but they didn't let them st- that that stop them. My dad ha- uh, had his own business, put us through school, bought us a house, and he told us when we got here, "You guys have one duty to do when you get here. You guys are going to be better than us, and you're going to go to school." I mean, my parents went to second grade, elementary school both of them in Mexico. You're not talking about educated people, but they knew what they wanted from us. Yeah. You know, so it's, you really have to work at home. You have to work at home. It starts at home. And then mentoring people is so important. I know you do a lot of that, Yarel. Mentoring people, you can change people's lives. It happened to me. I'm sure it happened to you both. One person that you can help that's one person that's going to get out there. And speaking of help, what advice would you give to someone who's at a company right now and they've been working there and they're feeling that itch of I've got to 
I've got to move on. I'm done so here. I'm done. I want to start my own business um, because I recognize that I'm bringing more to this company than this company is giving me at this point. Are there steps that you would say someone should follow? What advice would you have for that person? Just do it. Look, I have a friend who also quit her job, worked for a company, a very important company for a long time, and started her own business. And at six months, she's like, I can't. I I just can't. This is too much. Uh, I had a secretary. My secretary had an assistant. I just can't do this. She couldn't do it. She couldn't do it. She needed that infrastructure, you know, that structure that you have. Corporate America. Yes. And I said, give it a year. That's why they say Mm -hmm. businesses fail within a year. You either stick to it or you don't. And I've been encouraging her. It's past a year and she's hanging in there. But it's not easy at all. But you have to make the decision. Throughout the first year, my mom, I went through my savings. My mom was letting me borrow money for the gas to go see my clients because you don't generate anything in in one year. So I stuck to it and I said, I'm going to do this. And then when I give my word to someone, I don't let them down. So I said, I don't care. And I was like, Mom, I'm going to pay you. Trust me. I'm going to pay you. I'm going to pay you. Well, now I take care of my mom and my dad. That's yeah. awesome. So you just have to make the decision, stick to it, be respectful, work hard, and have ethics. Worth ethics is the key. Right. You have to have goals. And don't stick to a plan that's going to be perfect. Because if it goes right and you had planned to go left, then just go right if it's good for you. But you have to work hard for it, and you have to be willing to pay the price. Yeah, whatever those roadblocks are, just keep going, right? Just keep going. Ugh. Sometimes I have days I cry. I cry by myself because it's very stressful, it's frustrating, but then I shake it off and say, okay, you have to do this and, and go do your thing. But yes, there's bad moments. There's good moments. There's awards. There are haters, people that want to bring you down. But you know what? Regardless if you sell tacos or you do what I do or what you guys do, there's always going to be all this. So either you want to do it or you don't want to do it. If you fail, who cares? If you fail, you try something else and then do it. And if you fail on that one, then you do something else. There's always something to do. I like that. If you fail, do something else. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Well, Amelia, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. This has been enlightening. For sure. Thank you so much. And good luck with everything that you're doing. I know you're working on amazing projects. So go out there and kick some butt, girl. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. really great interview yeah with wasn't she like she's just like this boss lady that makes it happen and i'm just so happy for all the things that are happening in her life and all the things that she's doing and i just music. love what she said about just going out and taking that risk because honestly there's no guarantee i mean we started this podcast and we don't know where it's gonna lead yeah. us but we love <laughs> that you guys are on this journey with us as we figure it out um and you know speaking of figuring it out let's just dump into our weight holds up moments of the week let's do it so i've had a few moments this week jess i don't i really was i was trying to think like what am i going to talk about this week on the pod 
the Dodgers obviously are on my mind. <laughs> it's very newsworthy. I'm such a big baseball fan, and I'm just so excited about the Dodgers and the World Series after so many years. I feel like the entire city is so pumped and hyped, and it's really exciting. But then there's like all these other really important political uh, way to hold up moments that have been kind of crazy. Um, there's still a lot of fires going on in California, so that has been really kind of crazy because of the weather that we've been experiencing yeah. so you know it, it puts things into like damn we're, i feel like we're going through these times of really crazy change like especially this year but i'm gonna talk about not those moments but i want to talk about catalonia being independent what is up what is going Wait, on? what is going on i was a real i was Can really you tell me the latest because i actually have not been following it yes closely. so pretty much um they declared independence from Spain, the region of Catalonia in in Catalonia, Catalonia, in in España, and now the Spanish government is following up on certain laws that they have to kind of follow through with this independence. So Spain is gonna allow it. Spain is gonna allow. They, ha I mean, they kind of have to allow it now because a huge percentage of the people in uh, in the Catalan region voted in favor of it wow so it's it's really crazy it's i mean i not that it wasn't that i was expecting like not expecting it i didn't think it was going to happen this fast so yeah pretty much the spanish government stripped catalonia of its uh, um of this of everything that was going on um and then it it and it separates uh, to separate from the rest of the country and obviously this like plunged europe and Spain obviously into yeah. crisis because it's like what are we going to do now we're going to have to add another country what are, I mean they're functioning as a federal government so now it's like okay they're going to have to do their own thing my question here what's going to happen with the Spanish soccer team <laughs> because <laughs> there's lots of players that come from this region El Barça it's oh. in oh, yeah, it's in this this it's in this region so what's going to they're Dude, not gonna you're speaking to a whole nother language to me because I'm like, I don't know nothing about what's going on with soccer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't follow. So I literally had to like dive into all this and kind of learn what was going on mm -hmm. and to really understand it. And I mean, the photographs have been insane. Like just everything that's been coming in from this. I'm just going to show you one right here. We'll, we'll share wow. one on the pod. I'm like, it's just people feeling oppressed by the Spanish government for so many years feeling like they're always getting the end of everything that comes in have feeling that they don't have a voice wow um so I don't know I, I felt like it was like oh my god wait hold up what's happening in the world that is what's major going on? What's yeah because that's major. literally like California deciding that it wants to be its own country funny that you mentioned that because my dad literally was like do you think that's gonna happen and I'm like Dad, let me deal with, with Spain right now, okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> Welcome one back. Thing at a one time. thing at a time. So that was my wait, hold a moment of the week, for sure. Or a few of them. I dropped a few. All of which I'm just like, wait, what? What? Huh? Hold that. Wait, I what? I mean, it's also interesting for me being that I am not... I, I don't don't hate me guys, but I'm not a Dodgers fan because I'm a Mets fan. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm not paying attention really to the World Series. And obviously, I'm probably about to get daggers from Yarel, but there's like uh -oh. a part of me that's like... Oh, but Houston just had the earth, the, 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 the hurricane. I know. And, no, you know. I get you. So. I mean, I have that. I have a little warm spot for Houston in my heart. Yeah, I do. Like it's like if they, if they, we actually made this. Um, I don't know, game. Well, not really game, but this uh, situation with our anchors in Houston. So whatever team wins, mm -hmm. we're gonna wear the opposing shirt, right? Okay. So my mom's like, you're gonna wear the, the Houston. Sh 
uh, jersey. And I was like, yeah, I would pr- I'll proudly wear it because there's a lot of players on that team that I follow that I yeah. think are amazing. I think it's a great team. I was actually rooting for them throughout the season. I'm like, and if they win, they deserve it. And I will proudly wear right. Springer's jersey. What's up? Ow. <laughs> exactly. I mean, like, repping Beyonce's hometown is not so bad. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, my weight holds up moment, which is currently, um, as we're recording, unraveling, and we're still figuring out what's the next step, is the governor of Puerto Rico basically mm. saying that the contract with Whitefish Energy should be canceled. And I'm really excited about that because basically Whitefish Energy Group, um, they received the contract for $300 million to restore power to Puerto Rico. At the time of th- that the hurricane hit in the, on the island, there were only two full-time employees. So there was a lot of, like, you it was mad real? Su- just It was two? just two full-time employees. It was super, mm. super suspect. And they, this company comes from interior secretary ryan zinke's hometown and so there's just a lot of like wait how did they get this contract they also were bidding at a higher level than a lot of the uh at a higher cost than a lot of other companies so it's not even like they had the best deal so there's just a lot of some there's something shady that's Mm -hmm. going on so the fact that governor rosello is actually speaking out about it is about, major about because time, it's a, exactly it's like come on now so the latest that's come out is basically that the whitefish energy requires 30 days in advance before it can be canceled so it's not going to be an automatic cancellation but they just have it, it feels like they're taking advantage mm-hmm. and it also feels like someone is going to be making a lot of money off of puerto rico again for the millionth time and so i'm really really excited about the fact that it looks like social media outrage and that us being able to publicly talk about this and not just us at the on the podcast but just people in general saying there's something fishy with whitefish and we don't know what's going on it looks like all of that pressure has really really helped and you think about the fact that puerto rico has been take been taken advantage of for over a century by the united states that it's like maybe we will finally be in a space where things that have usually been in the dark will now be brought to light and we can finally have justice for this island and we can have things start to be done in a proper way so that we don't put them in a space where they're further in debt and further in a position of having a lack of power. And this really feels like some sort of power to the people. So I'm super excited. We're super... I mean, I, and I know my excitement is a little premature, but it just feels like there's more hope in saying, okay, we were angry and we were saying mm, something doesn't feel right about this and it's being explored. And that's really what we want at the end of the day is we yeah. want people to say, let's at least look and shine a light where it looks like some mistreatment is happening. Yeah. So I'm so, I'm so happy. Fingers, fingers crossed that yeah. justice is done and that the right people get the job and that we can get Puerto Rico back on the power grid because I think like 72% of the island is still, still without yeah. power. So, so let's sad. not forget about them at this time still. But Preach, sister. Preach. But you guys, um, that's our show for today. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed it. And again, don't forget to subscribe and leave your comments. Let us know what you like to hear. Let us know what you don't like. I love to hear the positive and the negative comments because, yeah. like you said, we're also learning this whole podcast sure. journey. We're enjoying it, but also learning. And follow us on all social. Yes, and I will say that we do check in on social, and I know some of you commented last time about the Latina Enough episode. And oh, yeah. we really, really appreciated that. And I... 
just want to know want you all to know we're in solidarity together <laughs> we'll take it we'll handle this <laughs> thanks guys we'll see you next bye. week bye wait hold up